0: story that never ends I'm telling you this is a story that never ever 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 ends now for those who are out here who may say hey these are all lies no no truth involved into this at all just comfortable lies for everyone to understand for everyone to digest right but there's a wise man that told me that not everybody is lying now somewhere in between there is the truth and for us to have examples of the Patrick Creightons of the world right the Terrell Owens the Uh, DeMarcus Ware, even and other players that used to play for the Dallas Cowboys to speak about these terms of Jason Gary sabotaging Jason Gary calling the exact same plays over and over and over again somewhere lies the truth now I'm not in the locker room neither are you all who are listening but let's let's tune into this thing Fill up. guys know I do this thing, right let's go cowboy nation yes we live like 95 not everybody lying though somebody got to be telling the truth all right there's enough people in here already Let's talk about this. All right, Cowboy Nation. So earlier today there was a uh guy that was on the radio. He was talking about the Tony Romo era, the Jason Witten era, the, the the Terrell Owens era, the coaching Jason Garrett era, and Jerry Jones. But let's listen in to one oh five point three the fan. Credit goes to them on one hundred five point three, the Fan Band and Skin uh, Evening Show and we business, especially
1: relative to the Dallas Cowboys. Cole Beasley heads to Buffalo because there's more money there than the Cowboys could offer, and boy, that hits close to home with our next guest, one of our all-time favorite Dallas Cowboys, third-round pick in two thousand six, left to go to the hated Redskins, but it was a hey, it was a business move. Joining us now in studio to talk about that and much more. Again, one of our all-time favorites, the great Jason Hatcher.
0: Hey, yeah! don't
2: hats. What up, fellas? Yeah! What up, man? You're gonna call us fellas? That's not what you call. Oh, uh, you know. You can uh, say it. You can okay. say it. yeah. What's up, my local douchebags?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> These my brothers. We all douchebags. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, is this your first interview you've done since you retired?
2: Yeah, you know, I I strategically did this. I say, you know what? I'm gonna take a couple years off, and then the first show is gonna be the Ben and Skin Show because you douchebags nice. are the best. Yes, nice! we did it. <laughs> Woo! We, we did, did
3: it. it! You're right. Twenty
2: dollars later, Ben. <laughs>
3: okay, we will. So, have you? Uh, what have you been doing since retirement? Then
2: I've been doing a whole lot, man. You know, just uh, raising my family, playing golf, starting a business, uh, mentoring my uh, my nephew. He's coming out in the draft. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State. He just blew his knee out. Yeah, that's my nephew, by the way. I did not
0: know that. Nice. Yeah, he
2: bad. But yeah, uh, just mentoring him through the whole process, man. And um, like I say, starting a new company. Don't want to go into what I'm doing right now, but it's going to be special. I got a lot going on, man. That's
0: great. Hey, I'm going to play the entire interview so that we won't miss anything. And uh, I might pause and give you guys my commentary from here and there. But I want to play the whole entire deal so that you guys can get the flow of how this thing uh, transpired. Salute.
1: Hey, you look like you could still play.
2: I mean, you're you're keeping yourself in great shape, right? Yeah, I uh, I sent Jerry a uh, video the other day. <laughs> Hell, Jerry, call me back, man. You you, I mean, you don't want that life anymore, do you? No, I, I'm I'm focused on the treadmill. Okay. I'm just on the tra- You didn't see the video? No. Oh, you got to see the video. I'm not. I'm just showing him a... My- that I can run and stuff. Are you trying to be a tight end now? Are you trying to be one of these down the the field tight ends? Oh, absolutely not. I'm trying to stand in one place. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Okay, so I got to ask you this in all seriousness.
2: So are you just doing cardio or are you still lifting a lot of weights? I lift. I still squat. I still squat heavy and stuff like that. But the main thing is just just stress-free, man. You know, just not giving a crap about small things. Right. And you live a happy life, man, stress-free. You know, don't worry about the small things because it's going to take care of itself.
3: You put yourself in a position to be your own boss. Absolutely. That's the, that's the
2: American dream. That's Thank it you.
3: in a nutshell.
2: Thank you, Redskins. Absolutely. That's why I went <laughs> to the most hated organization, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, the the Cowboys. That's why I went, to put myself <laughs> in a position. Because I don't like people telling me what to do. Right. Yeah.
1: And, hey, uh team leader in the locker room for the Cowboys, always one of our favorite guys to talk to and, and very successful on the defensive line for the Cowboys. You do take the deal. To go to the Redskins and, and people are like, Hey, hope you tear your ACL, hope your plane crashes, hope you die. All that stuff, yeah, right? Man. So you can
2: relate to what Cole Beasley's probably going through. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh shout out to Cole Beasley, man. You gotta feed your family. At the end of the day, uh when you can't pay your bills, nobody gonna talk about you then, you know? So he's doing what's best for his family. I know it's for it's like a fan starship. aspect, you wanna Appreciate always criticize you. us. But you know, the bill's still coming after you get done playing. And if you beat up, you know, it's it's hard to go out and find a job that you can make the type, type of money you can make in the NFL. It's not going to happen. I'm still trying to search, you know, other than selling drugs or something like that, which I, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But, yeah. Nate Newton <laughs> to do that.
1: <laughs> Big Nate yeah, will tell you that's a bad you, you, thing to like, do. Get
2: your money, man. I yeah.
3: respect. Shout out to Cole Beasley. Do you think, uh, this Jason Hatcher joining us on the Ben and Skin Show. So we say this on our little show all the time, but maybe we're wrong. You'll have a better perspective. Do you think the NFL – System. I feel like there's distrust between the players and the owners. Do you think
2: it's broken, or do you think it needs big overhaul, or do you think we're just kind of overreacting and it's fine as it is? I, I think it's broken. I, I played there before. I think – and don't, don't say that, not in a racial way. It's a slave yeah. owner type deal. Right. And I think, uh, like, A.B. really, like, if, you, if you're a smart player, like, you're looking at A.B. and like, dang, Salute, I didn't think king. I had that much Appreciate power. Right. Like, what A.B. did, I didn't know. If I would have knew that, I would have <laughs> been – talking crap to Jerry and everybody.
1: <laughs> right,
3: But
2: right. he's showing the world, like, these players got power. Like, you just can't run over a player like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then try to ship him to Buffalo. Don't nobody want to go to Buffalo. But no offense, oh, oh, Cole. Hey, no yeah, Cole Beasley. No offense, Get your money, man. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But yeah, yes. he tried to ship to, him uh, to Buffalo, and then he turned around and say I'm going to retire. And they bagged away. That's, that's empowerment to me, man. And I think that's awesome for A.B. doing. I know – On the outside, fans hate him, but as a player and you know the business inside and out, like they do not give a care about you, man. I really think all the money should be guaranteed, just like basketball. Mm. That's just my opinion. If y'all understand what we really go to, and I'm not the type to complain.
1: Right. And in terms of what you put your bodies through, have you, like, walk us through for you, for your career. How old were you when you retired? 31, 32? Yeah, 32. Okay, 32 when you retired. Tell us Mm. about what life's like for you physically these days.
2: When I first retired, man, life was, man, my body was beat up. Like cuz I played my last 2 years in Washington on one leg. So I was beat up like mentally, physically. People don't understand like uh what you go through. Like your body like we we so trained to like beat our body up that mentally it messes with you and you don't even know like it puts it messes with your mood, you know. Just like the what's the tight end from um from uh the, pa- the Patriots. Oh, Gronk. Grunk. Gronk. Gronk said that Yeah. But the players only can relate like if you if you run your head into a wall twenty four seven it's going to affect your mood like i I, I had times where I 'm just down in a dump and don't know why because my body is physically jacked up, my head is hurting, and people don't see that all they see before they get to the athlete, they don't see the family man, they don't see what we go through, they only see they making a million dollars mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't be like that we're human we're not freaking machines that's what that's what the fans got to understand, and if you want to get close to a player. Treat him like a treat him like a human being and not like a machine.
3: Talking to Jason yeah. Hatcher here on the Ben Skin Show 1053 The Fan. How uh from when Swaggy you got D. your big contract with Washington, the one that put you in a position to retire at 32 mm-hmm. and do do those sort of things. Did you know how to deal with the money that was coming your way? Or did you have to like did you have agents helping you, or did you already have a pretty good head on your shoulders and know how to do it? Because a lot of guys get money and then it's gone. Because it's if you if you never had it, you don't know how to manage
2: it. Right. I, I had a I had a you know, I was married coming into the uh, league, but at the same time, you should have saw where I came from. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't. Hell, I didn't want to go back there. Right. So I wasn't a big spender. Like right now, I probably wear. I probably got two of these. I'm wearing these shit, these stuff every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm wearing them every day. So uh, I'm not a big spender. I just don't want to go back to where uh, I, I I came from. And, and of course, I got five kids. So right. I was always you know mature ahead of five my time because I came in married kid. with kids already. What What is that age range on the kiddos? Oh, uh, from 19 to uh, two months. I got two more. Oh, uh, congrats. Yeah, man. Trying to get my sleep.
1: Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> I, I bumped into you one time at a, uh, at a select baseball tournament. Yep. One of your kiddos was playing baseball, uh-huh. right? Yep. So, what is it like for you being a, a pro athlete, a former pro athlete, and having gone through everything you've gone through, to see the way that sometimes parents react at youth sporting events. Do you ever get
2: drawn off sides? Do you ever start yelling at umpires or your refs? You, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a parent, man. And I kind of, you know, I'm not the type of parent to live through my, my kids, but sometimes these refs, they do some stuff that kind of make you mad. You know, I've been kicked out of basketball games. You <laughs> know, I, I've been worn at baseball games. It's just who you are. You want your kid to do good and you don't want the, the refs to kind of screw them over in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite uh, youth sport to watch? Oh, uh, Like, is it always football for you? Like hoops No, not or sure. baseball? I, I, like, I like hoops. I like hoops. I like baseball. I just got into baseball, actually, when I retired. My son got into it. I didn't know nothing about it. But It's a cool sport. Baseball is cool, man. So I'm just trying to keep him in that. So, he, you know, if he, God bless him to make him to the next level, he could play that for a long time. Yeah. Because he's one of those kids that have to be doing something. He loves sports.
1: We are talking to former Dallas Cowboy Jason Hatcher here on the Ben and Skin oh, Show right. 105.3. So the Demarcus good stuff. Lawrence plays last year under the franchise tag. This year, the Cowboys—they've been unable to get a deal done. Now there's, you know, he's back on the franchise tag again. He's got a torn labrum; he's going to have to have surgery on. That's going to take a while. To, did you ever have that, by the way?
2: Never, never. Had. So
1: that's going to take a while to come back from. So now there's this fascinating negotiation tap dance going on. What do you make of what's going on
2: with D. Law?
0: Talk to I us. I think
2: uh, the business side of it—they they playing his his shoulder to their advantage, and uh, they don't have to pay him right now because they making him feel like, oh, you know, t- other teams not going to like you, but. At the end of the day, I think uh, D-Law knows his worth. He knows he's one of the best premier pass rushers in this league. He's been double digits over, what, the last two years?
0: Two years. Three yeah. years, and mm-hmm. that's hard to do. Yeah.
2: I don't care what he – one year is hard to do. So I think he, he got to understand his worth and let the business boy play out. But right now, he shouldn't have nothing to worry about. Now, if I was him, I wouldn't sign a franchise tag. I would, I would sit there and see what they wanted to do. If not, shop me around, let me go. He's you- he played enough to, to get paid, they shouldn't, shouldn't even – I think he should be paid over Dak, in my, my opinion, right now would you be what it is. wow would you over the quarterback absolutely absolutely uh would you be willing to if you're him would you be willing to just sit this year out absolutely absolutely like it goes back to ab you got power now you got power you don't have True to day. like just look what they're doing to him with his shoulder right mm-hmm. he should he should have been had a long-term deal but now he go everybody gonna get hurt in football what have i right. it's, what have you done for me lately that's, that's the kind of way the league works. So absolutely, I would sit out. Because you got to know your worth at the end of the day. Le'Veon Bell, he's going to come back and get paid. Mm-hmm. he sit a whole year out, which is actually good. You can heal up, and as long as you don't go out and waste time and you know, stay trained, you come back even better. Mm-hmm. But you lose that money. You can't ever recoup that money, right? That's okay. He, he, he <laughs> played off one franchise tag. If he took care of his money, he's good. Yeah. So now he got the power, too. It is the second franchise I think franchise spend too much wisdom, man. I don't think NFL teams <laughs> like me. Ben and Skin, Jerry going to call you up. And don't let Hatcher back on that show again. You know I
3: mean? Well, no, I, I'm you enjoying all this. But get it. That. So, Y'all I'm trying to, to remember that all this. You led the team in sacks as an interior guy one interior year. Interior guy. Is that the year before you signed with Washington? Yeah, Okay, it. so as a guy who's done it and got numbers on the inside, I yeah. want to hear your thoughts on David Irving.
2: David Irving. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I, matter of fact, if David you listen to this, me, you need to start a podcast. How we, like, yeah, we'll talk later. But yeah, I think um, with David Irvin, I think uh, I respect him for that, you know, because at the end of the day, you're human and you have you entitled to your own opinion and your own decision. And I know everybody every looking at him like he's a pothead. At the end of the Smoke day, the guy don't day. want people telling him what to do, you know, and you should be able to live your life like that without scrutiny. You know, I, I know for a fact, I don't give a crap who don't care about if I want to do something in this room, I don't care what nobody thinks. And I, I commend him on that. You know what I'm saying. So hopefully he have a backup plan. Hopefully he even invested in the marijuana industry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> would you Would you tell him though? Would you be
2: like, Hey, David, just go get one
3: big contract.
2: Just Just suck it up for one, one big, contract. big contract. Yeah, and I think because um, I would have. I would have. But it. You. I don't know what what happened to his inner circle. Just looking at him, I right. don't. I don't feel like he had. At the same time, I don't feel like he had the right people around him that right, he respected. Right. That if they said something to him, that he would give it any thought. Cause I think that was a kind of like a, I, I, cause he got the ability to make a hundred million dollars if he wanted. He's
3: to. got the ability. But ben and I talk about this all the time. I never once sensed that you at least didn't love football. Like I felt like you were giving it your all. Absolutely. Like, and with with Irving, it's like, does this guy even wanna be here? Does he even care about football? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. Exactly. Yeah. Like. And I, that's hard to pay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
3: you know, if you Shout pay Jason Hatcher, he's going to give it everything Absolutely. he's got. But you don't know about that
2: with David Irving. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I mean, I, I get it. But on the outside looking in, I don't know, like, what happened yeah. to, to make this all transpire. I wish I knew. But, I mean, I commend them, you know. Shout out Smoke all Dave. the pot you want to, man. <laughs> Do your, your thing. All
1: right. I want to ask you about Jason Garrett. So, coming up next, yeah. we're going to get the truth on Garrett. Absolutely. Garrett, I still love you, man. (laughs) He listens. He's tuned in right now. Coming up next, uh, we'll get Jason Hatcher's thoughts on Jason Garrett. He's in studio with us. Hatch is back right here on 105.3 The Fan. It's a Bennett Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Joining us now in studio, one of our all-time favorite Dallas Cowboys, the great Jason Hatcher, defensive lineman. Went and got paid in Washington, but still... A media favorite, a fan favorite, and a teammate favorite. We're getting some of your former teammates are texting us saying, hey, tell Hatch, I said, what's up? And, and somebody else said, Hatch better keep it real when talking about JG. That's what we teased. <laughs> so what is what are your thoughts
2: on oh, Jason goodness. Garrett?
0: Let's talk about it. Oh, man. Tell the truth. You know man. what, man?
2: It's On the outside looking in, everybody, I'm just going to keep it real. Everybody want to get mad at uh, Jason Garrett. But you look at it, when you got like the boss on your side and you it's more personal than business. Like, what would you do? Like, if I had twenty five million dollars and I, you know, basically sucking it up, right? Like, I'm not gonna go and tell my boss to fire me. I'm gonna I'm ride it out and make the money. So, at the end of the day, he's just doing what he's supposed to do to provide for his family. But he, he definitely, it's definitely time for him to move around. You know, mm-hmm. he he definitely ain't been doing you know what they paid him to do. You know, so it's definitely it's time, and that's why they hadn't you know restructured his deal. This to show me year for him he got all the pieces in place and hopefully uh Dak come through for him
3: all right hopefully Dak comes through and that's what you need right because you get a young quarterback you don't want to lose him when you watch this Cowboys team play do you think with what they're doing uh schematically or offensively or however you want to deem it Mm -hmm. do you think they're putting him in the best position to succeed or should the
2: Cowboys be doing more with their offense yeah I think they should be doing a lot more like at the end of the day I mean I love Dak to Def, I want him to get his money, but realistically to me, as a football player, he really hadn't showed me uh I think he the one should be getting a franchise tag over over D Law. That's just my opinion. Tag. Like they should be oh, like yo. franchising him and make him prove himself like Jason Garrett. But I, I don't know. It's it's it feels like they're covering up a lot. Like give him the playbook. You're gonna pay him some money. Give him the playbook and let him go see what he can do. Like, don't hide him. Like, I feel like for me, watching them what they do, they kind of hiding him.
1: Yeah, so I want to hear more about that. Is that. Are you talking about the idea that, hey, it's a run-first offense? They're not asking him to win games necessarily. Yeah. He is good at coming back and exactly. winning games when they need to, but they're not winning games riding a quarterback's arm is what you Right, you're and
2: they, if it wasn't for Zeke, right, you take Zeke out the equation, then then you ask yourself, okay, do I really like Dak that much? Without Zeke, ask yourself that. Have he done enough? If, you, if, if Zeke go down – uh, you you need a game. You need a game to win to play to get to the playoffs. Can that get you there without 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 twenty one in the backfield? That's from a business aspect. I'm looking at that like, okay, I don't I don't really know if he can do it, but I don't know if it's jarring him not giving him the playbook, not seeing what he really can do, because he you know he missed a lot of he really inconsistent on his passing. You know he can't really put balls in windows and stuff like that. And I'm not I'm I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling the truth of what I watch Cowboys faithfully. He can't put. He can't throw the balls that that need to be thrown to, uh, to show me that he's a franchise quarterback. That's just my opinion.
0: Hey, in actuality, that that's a good critic, man. Uh, it's good criticizing of that uh, of Dak Prescott, and uh, hopefully uh, this year coming around the corner, he'll step it up. But let's listen to more what Jason Hatchett got to say.
3: From the time you walked in the door with the Dallas Cowboys till the time you left and went to Washington, how much did? Romo grow over that time or do you think he was borderline? I mean, guy all guys get better, but was he close enough to a finished product from the time you walked into the door or do you think he got way better and during your span of being there with the Cowboys?
2: Yeah, he, he got a lot better. He got a, he got a whole lot better. He could throw all the balls, but Romo just didn't have he didn't have the it factor to make people around him better. I think when I was there I think he got he was bigger than he was bigger than the team. Mm-hmm. It was like Romo and then the team. Like, nobody in the locker room gonna really respect you like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't respect him as a player, you know, based on what he did to the team a lot, a lot of people didn't didn't see. He was a great player, got all the numbers, but Dak, I'll take Dak over Romo any day because Dak have wow. the ability to make people around him better. <laughs> like, you'll run through a wall for Dak, but Romo, hell no.
0: Hey, now that's not me talking. That's Jason Hatchet talking. But let's listen to some more what they gotta say. He was saying that, hey... They would run through the wall for Dak Prescott, as far as looking at the team per perspective. But for Tony Romo, uh remember he played it. He played on his team. He was inside the locker room. We on the outside looking in. So let's, let's oh, it's just what it is.
1: I want to hear more about
2: this. So how, how do you mean uh, make people better around him? Like Romo was taking it. He, he was he was kind of like feeling like he was like, oh, uh, like a Brett Favre. And I'm like, dude, you ain't did nothing. Like, what have you done? Like, you got your own little space that you leave, don't, don't come in the locker room and interact with your teammates, but you call yourself a leader? Nah, partner, it don't work like that. But a lot of people don't know that. So y'all got me on here. You asked me for the <laughs> I truth. I don't want to hear it. What <laughs> is this space? Hey, what is I, this? I'm not re- I'm not, I really don't care about how, how nobody feels. I'm just telling you the truth. He got, he got great numbers, trust me. But he's had so many opportunities. Like, if I was a GM, Romo do not have the ability to make people around him like wanna go and wanna play for him. I see you're talking about leadership. Leadership is that line. is
1: that, I, Is that something where as a player you can address it or you just
2: stay out of it? I mean, one? when I, you were in that locker room, you, saw, you ever, I mean, I, they had a big write up. I, I jumped on his butt. You did.
0: Hey, so let me uh, break down what he was saying about the. Uh, I would rather for Dak Prescott to prove it for one more year and franchise Dak Prescott opposed to D-Law. D-Law proved his year in 2017 that he can play, what have you. But now he did have an injury, injured shoulder there. So that's the other issue with D-Law. Just move that to the side. Now what he was talking about proving, a person's proving themselves just like Jason Garrett. This is a prove-it year for Jason Garrett. But what he was saying is, and I guess he don't Understand, I don't think you can franchise tag somebody who's not eligible for to be franchised because Dak Prescott is not eligible to be franchised. But what he was saying is it would have been better for the Cowboys to franchise Dak Prescott now opposed to waiting next year, but you can't franchise him now. So that's just the ruling there. But what he's saying is that although he – would rather trust Dak Prescott over Romo, Romo had his own section of people where he hung out with in the locker room. And that was just Romo being Romo. You know, it could be that that was just a setup for the offense to be separated from the defense. We just don't know. But let's listen in to more what Jason Hatchett have to say, and I'll give you guys some more breakdown a little later on. What before before was me. after the what?
2: Kansas City reminder, at, at, this, at, at the Kansas City game, uh, it was supposed to just be us. And I, I kind of jumped on him, like, you got to do more. Like, I don't want to hear every day we got to keep chopping wood. I don't want to hear that. Like, do something. Let's, let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. Like, don't come and after you done chill with Jerry, go to Duke, you know, in the press box with him, and then come down here and try to relate to people that's, that's about the players. Like, I don't respect nobody like that. I'll take Dak any day over that. And Dak, Dak right now will win your championship way before Romo. Wow. That's just my opinion. Wow. Uh, And you just said
1: that you said that right after you said Dak hadn't shown you enough to really get paid because he's hiding him. Just
2: think about right now how freaking hard that defense play. You know why? Because they respect their leader. That's why. It's a difference. Tom Brady, they have the it. You know, the guy up in San Diego, Phillip Rivers, Mm -hmm. they got the it. They real people. You can relate to them. They they in the locker room. Tom Brady, he he treat he treat the freaking janitor like he treat the boss. Like, that's, that's what set fire. That's why people love me to this day. People, My teammates call me right now. It ain't nobody I can't get on the phone with. Everybody respect me because I'm in the same fire you in. Like,
0: All right, so picking back off of what he was talking about as far as the uh, respect factor, people fail to realize he, this guy's coming from a, a point of not being on the team in 2014. Romo earned a lot of respect towards the latter part of 2013 going into 2014. Uh, A lot of people was talking about, remember, the the Johnny Manziel uh, draft. Everybody wanted uh, for the Cowboys to pick up Johnny Manziel because a lot, a lot of people has lost trust in Tony Romo before 2014. 2014 came around, a lot of people started looking at Tony Romo in a different light. A lot of people don't remember that, but that's just the basic truth of the matter. (laughs) Hey. They don't. You don't make memes out of nothing, you know. Tony turnovers. Uh, kids dressing up as uh, as Tony Romo as a Halloween outfit as well, with the injury injuries and things of that nature. So he's coming from a point of Romo before 2014. So you guys got to put that into your mindset too. Now is Jason Hatchett the best interior defensive lineman of the world? No. Did he have one or two good seasons with the Cowboys? Yes, so, and he's coming from a vantage point that we don't have a chance to know. None of us been inside the locker room. None of us called plays. None of us saw the things, the small things that was inside the locker room. We only saw the games, but from from what I know from here is that I'm more so looking at it from this aspect of what he's going to say about Jason Garrett opposed to what he's saying about Tony Romo. Let's go.
2: I'm not not going to go chill with the owner. And the coaches, that ain't my place. I'm a team player. I'm about the players. And that's why Romo lost the team. That's why he don't have he didn't have absolutely no respect. Maybe for Witten and all the other guys, that, you know, the guys that was up there making all the money. No, you know, they put them in the group. Before, it's like the real people that go to war, the real, authentic people, no respect at all.
3: It is. Uh, this is Jason Hatcher on the Ben and Skin Show. It is real interesting that – one of the Don't reasons get quiet. No, no, no. This is good. One of, the, one of the reasons Dak did ascend so quickly is because he was connecting with, and this was written about a lot. Thank you. He was connecting with all these guys and yes. Rumbo was off rehabbing. Yes. So it's like it's almost like, well, like the guy goes off to war and the wife falls in love with the guy who's around yeah. all the time, you know? Right. Um so uh <laughs> so the, there's the metaphor for you.
0: Yeah.
2: But um but Dak does seem to have that ability to relate to everybody, absolutely. And another thing, like I don't want to take a whole lot away from Dak. I feel like Dak and his his desire to want to get better. I'll, I'll bet on him any day. Mm-hmm. Right now, he, just, he 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 still got a, a ways to go. Right, but hell, he he four years in. Like I, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do in your business, I think he'll give you the better chance because he' going to work faithfully in and out to th- put all the balls in the winners. Like he can't do, you know, he got time.
1: Mm-hmm. I love this. You're spitting fire, just like you said you were. Okay, so while you're got the flamethrower out, let's talk about Dez Bryant. Thoughts? Shout out to Dez. That's my dog, man. <laughs> I, Dez living a good life, man. He's yes, happy he in is. a good
2: space. He, I hope uh, the Saints bring him back. I'm going to give me an 88 jersey. I really, I mean, I think Dez, and another thing, like, Dez was in that same, like, authentic people, like I'm telling you about, right? Like, if you if you on a team you know that's BSing, and they're giving the media like they're really trying to win, and you see they're they trying to break records and set this person up for a record, and it's, and, and, and winning is like the second on the totem pole, like you're going to get mad like this. Wait, wait, what, what record? What are you talking about? Oh, I don't man, I don't, to. I'm not going in there. Go I to it, mean, go, go to it. Man. What happens? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not calling nobody out, but I've seen, I've seen us lose games because guys had to get records. Like what? You know, I'm not calling no names. They flew people family in and we lost. I'm gonna just say we lost against Atlanta. Okay. People, and I
3: I'm, I'm, having, I'm a having a hard time reading the test. test. That's okay. You know, That's right, right. Right.
2: Y'all do your research after <laughs> this. My <laughs>
3: research is gonna be me asking you during the commercial break. No, no, no yeah, I'm not yeah, to yeah. tell you.
2: But just like when when you, you see ask Joey over here. When you see like winning is not the number one priority, you're gonna blow up like this. It's times that I I'm I'm a real good dude, but it's times I really just wanted to like F-bomb everybody, <laughs> including the people at the top when I was there. Because it's bull crap. It's a circus sometimes. Like, let's focus on winning. But I think at the same time, the Cowboys, the Cowboys brand has outgrown football, if it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think so. It ain't about, it ain't about football yeah, no more. It's hard to, to focus on football because all the other components you have around you, Right. before you even get to Sundays, you done went around the world on a damn tour.
3: Okay, so let me ask you this. I like where this is going because yeah, we all that think that Jerry wants to win, but Jerry has so many things going on. Yes. There's you know, the biggest stadium, and then there's the real estate and all this stuff. But how does Garrett fit into this? Because from the outside looking in, I, I think Garrett is not all about the tour around the world and all this. He's about the football. But I don't I don't know how – why is it that Garrett gets cut so much slack from the Joneses? And he seems to be at odds with this philosophy of, hey, let's get all these actors in here and all
2: this stuff. Yeah, crack. because he, he – Gary is good at like keeping the keeping the the the, the real the truth away from the public. Mm-hmm. So he get up there every Sunday, you know, he chew his gun with his with his, with his <laughs> you know with his hand folded up. <laughs> I bet in his head he would be like, "This is some crap." But he go up there and he know what to say to make you keep believing. Just like Jerry, mm-hmm. every every year, like the Cowboys sell hope. Every year they sell right. hope. They right. go get this big time receiver, and everybody bought in like, "Oh my God, it's the Cowboys." But let's get to winning. Focus on winning. The Cowboys brand is bigger than football. Mm-hmm. And till they, till they stop worrying about the other crap and come in here and focus on winning football games, they'll win. They always have. We, shoot, we have had Super Bowl teams every year. Bruh. But you know what? The, the Cowboys brand, the, all the stuff you had to go through, by the time you get to football, you're like, you, you're like this, this is not really nothing. This is a joke. Football's really, wow. you felt that way while you were here? Absolutely, I love that. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay, so people want
2: to know what's wrong with the Cowboys. That's what's wrong with the Cowboys.
1: All right, let me ask you this. Well, you are uh, spitting hot fire. Uh, so, Come on. players have told me before that they just think that this both schemes are are super predictable. We saw in the playoff game against the Rams, Cowboys got run all over. It looked like they just had the Cowboys number, knew what they were going to do. Uh, we've heard that from players in the past on the offensive side that'll tell you, hey, man, we get to the line of scrimmage, the other team is calling out our route. Mm -hmm. corner that's guarding me is calling out the route I'm about to run. It's like, what am I supposed to do? It's too predictable. But it seems on both sides of the ball to a degree that they believe that, hey, go beat the man in front of you and that should be good enough. Do you think that coaching and schematically has held those issues have held the Cowboys back?
2: I'm gonna speak from uh, the defense side about first. I think that, that, that uh, the side the Tampa the Tampa four three defense. Uh, I think that's what it's designed for. You look when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl and they had Sapp and all them boys, Simeon Rice. They had Pro Bowlers across the board. That's the way that that that's the way that defense is designed. You got to have Pro Bowlers and great players in every spot, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just beat the man in front of you. Penetrate. You play hard, bump and run, or whatever you you play. But on the offensive side, I think. That's, I think they could they could do a lot better, like I think they they wanted, like everybody trying to like pass the buck, like I don't want this to come down on me, so I'm gonna do just enough, you know. I think Gary and them should have did more, by giving him more responsibility, you know. So if if it boils down to you know uh, a bad season, it's gonna go on uh, on deck, nobody, cause nobody. Mind you, it's still the same way I was there. No, everybody's scared in the Cowboys. I don't. When I was there, everybody's scared of accountability. They do not like it. it, it they they hate it. It's, just go up there and say, "I freaking did it. I did it." Okay, let me ask you this. Someone texted this in, and I was like, "It's a great question."
3: Did you guys? The team and the defensive line, I felt like, was closer to Wade than
2: anybody. Yeah. Did you guys quit on Wade the year that That's y'all started 1-7? and seven? Oh, you want me to get started on Wade? Okay, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you the truth. I saw Jason Garrett sabotage this man. You believe that? Absolutely. We ran three freaking plays before this. We went 13-3, right? Mm-hmm. They called it Camp Cupcake. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the media say. We was flying around. We, we, we was out of pads in, in week seven. We was beating people head in. Now you go and right. camp cupcake. Now we go in and do what Wade don't want to do. We get in pads. We beat each other down. We're tired. We're not fresh. And then you go and call three and four plays to this man get fired. Guess who was the interim uh, head coach? It was Jason. Right. At my point exactly. I've, we've heard I this love before. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I the yeah. Truth. This, this, is, <laughs> this is not the first time. That's I the did. truth, man. Right. This is not the I first time we it, and heard this. it's hard for me day. to like respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, can, I put I, my, hold on,
3: hold on. Can you, can you, can we do one more? Yeah. Can, can
2: you, you stick do, around for one more segment? <laughs> <laughs> We need, we need to get into this. You're finna to have to pay me. Hey, you open your wallet. Minimum wage right hey, now. Jason, right now. You got Every one minute, more, right? To we have it one more, Joey. All right, we got all one more. We're just all scratching
3: time. the surface here. Coming
2: up next, we can't put this y- fire out. I told you y- I, y- I, y- I was going to give y'all a show, man. We can't put the fire out. That's coming why, up next, that's more fire why people from don't me. like me, man. <laughs> I love you. I'm coming people up myself all the
3: time. Jason Hatcher on the Bennett's Kids show. Oh, It is getting hot
1: here. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk more. With hats and keep this party going. And by the way, if you're a cowboy fan, have your friends tune in immediately to 105 through the fan.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna see if they're gonna. Keep he needed to go, but cup. we
3: insisted that he stay one yes. more segment because this is too good. Um, we've you, you've you've spit the truth about a lot of different things here, but I want to really get into that whole dynamic of that final year with Wade. I want to make sure I understand yes, this. I want to know because that. as a guy watching the screen, I feel like I'm watching guys quit and. Then Jason takes over the team, and, and Ben and I talked about this. There have been guys before that have said, hey, Garrett sabotaged so he could get the job. Absolutely. But what I can't wrap my brain around, and I'm not in the locker room, is like, well, how do these guys, though, that love Wade, how do they look like on the field they quit on Wade? You, do you follow what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like help but, me understand but when, this. When you,
2: when you know the truth and what's going on, uh-huh. you're like, why Why in the hell are we running three plays on offense? Mm-hmm. And then to know the truth after Wade get fired— you open up the playbook, we start scoring points. You you witness, right? Yeah, like they well, you guys went five and three after that. I yeah, it, it was just so. You you get a coach, right? You get a coach that kind of like got you molded into uh, the way to do things. Mm-hmm. Like this is right. way like we are so happy that we we had a pass in week seven. We was kicking people head in, right? Right. So you you get in now. All of a sudden they call it camp cupcake. We went thirteen and three. What are you worried about, Camp Cupcake? For we did the same thing the year before and went thirteen and three. Right, but now we got to bang and beat each other up. So now we already know like what they do in the way. The real people, the real people. Now you go from okay scoring all these points the first year to barely putting the ball in the end zone. Hell, we barely had first downs. The defense stayed on the on the field. Mm-hmm. So and then you it, it, and then you sabotage him. After that, you know <clears throat> you start scoring points and you, and you get and you get the uh you, you get the job. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, like from that standpoint, like a person like that can not get success like that. I don't know if it came from Jerry, or, or 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 Jason, but both of them in the wrong. Like God don't like like ugliness. Like you you're not gonna have no success like that, doing people like that. And I don't respect it. Right? You think Wade uh, realized what was going on? Absolutely, or? Wade had never said it. Wade. Wade a big teddy bear man. That's my that's my guy man. He loved he love his players. He the one thing that stuck out with me. He was like man, he used to tell us before every game. Your 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 mistakes is mine. And practice your mistakes with but in the game your mistakes is mine. Think about it as a player how free you are. That's player friendly. Like yeah. you can go out there. Okay. I can make a hundred you're not trying to make mistakes, but you you're entitled to make mistakes and not beat yourself right. Because you know uh a great coach got you. So yeah, shout out to Wade, man. I'm sorry to happen to you. You know, I'm telling you a story, man. All
1: right. Jason Hatcher in studio with us on the Benin Skin Show 1053 the fan. All right, uh I want to ask you about this. There's a story I've always wanted to hear. The time Jerry Jones stood in front of the team with the New York Times newspaper. Can you tell I, that story? I don't remember that story. I don't. Okay. What, what was it about? We
2: were told to tell that story. What, what, we what was it about? Let about me know. That. I don't know. All right. I, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Uh, that 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 story too much. But I saw. Uh, yeah. I'll get some remember. more information and follow up. Yeah. What kind of a dude was Jay Ratliff. Jay Ratliff uh, was. Uh, he was. He was a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to jay man jay you know jay is jay man he just a, he just a he a different dude man. he's scary he is man he still scare me this day man <laughs> it's one dude you don't want to you don't want to mess with him bro and it's like like some people act bad and crazy but jay Ratliff is jay Ratliff, man like right now if you walk up on him you better be like hey jay it's me because <laughs> <laughs> so he might put he might he might snap out you know uh-huh. that's my, just him though my first uh
1: year of like going into the locker room and grabbing audio uh it was a it was a bad year and things weren't going well and i didn't i didn't really know about jay and so he was at his locker after a game and i was like all right i'm gonna ask a really good question here so i walked up imagine you just lost a game yeah. he's got like six or seven reporters around him and i said Jay, you have a question is this team under coached or overhyped and he looked at me like he was going to kill me. Oh, yeah. I walked up. I was like, I was probably in danger, wasn't I? There was Absolutely. Like, there was like seven seconds where
3: you guys were just looking at each other. And I think you're just like, is he gonna, what's did going to? what's I don't know what to say. Jared I'm going to tell you, when me and Jay dog. really
2: became like best friends, I felt like I had to be his friend. Before like one time paid. him and Jerry got into it and he picked Jerry up and slammed him against the wall and didn't, and didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm wow. hanging out with this guy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude here. That's my dude. Who did he pick too, up? Jerry. Jerry.
1: He no picked way! Picked up Jerry? Oh, no way! Don't did, you, did you know that
3: story? I didn't. I, so, I knew that.
2: I thought always heard that he shoved him or something. Wait, don't Tell don't, that don't that put story. your hand on him, man. Don't Tell put your that hand story. on it. That's all I would do, man. Because I don't. I don't want Jay to come out to be me, man. I love you. <laughs> Jay. If you listening, man, I really love you, man. And I miss you. Hope everything is good, man. (laughs) All
1: right,
3: well... Wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. (laughs) Yeah. And we, too, would like to say, we love you,
1: too, and we hope you're doing well.
2: Yeah, well, you want to take it out anything, take it out on being this. No, no, no,
3: no. (laughs) Honestly, Jay, I'll never, ever see you again, so I don't care. Oh! (laughs) No. Hey, so what is the craziest thing that you ever saw in that locker room? Oh, man. I could
2: could talk all day about that, man. Give me the top five craziest things you ever (laughs) saw in that locker room. I'm going to tell you what. I saw... I, this is uh, this is a true story, <laughs> Charles Haley. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Charles Haley stories, man. Charles Haley, he, I, he just. It's a long story short. Like we were just sitting there. He just came out the shower, like butt naked. No, okay? man, just walk, nah. just walk. Like he was. I guess he thought he was still playing. And then I was like, it was like my rookie year. And he came out like, I'm like, what is old dude doing walking through the locker room with no clothes on? So I went to the trainers and he came in there. Me and him kind of got into it a little bit. And I asked, I was like, who is this dude? I don't know who he is. I kind of had words with him. He's like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff he used to do when he played. I was like, wow. You had words with Haley when that happened? No, after that. Not, not oh, I'm okay. not going to have yeah, <laughs> words with a guy naked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This was after. He came in and was talking about my school. And I was like, man, F you, man. I don't know who you are. They was like, do you know who, who this is? It's Charles Haley. I said, I don't give a F who it is. You know, I'm a man like him. But anyway, yeah. yeah, That's one of the funniest things, yeah. I think he's probably still doing that because I think he still want to play.
1: Yeah. He
2: can't play though. Look at it, look at it. He just can't. walking out of the shower that? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, yes, yeah. Just just swinging everywhere, man. I <laughs> 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 oh guess. You know, you don't want to play like it just like when he came out, I kind of looked at his junk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I still got that image in my head, man. (laughs) I guess my question is, there's no locker for him, so where's he going? No, he had had his own locker. It (laughs) it was close to Jay Ratliff's.
0: Wait, he had a locker in the
2: locker room? Yeah, he had like an open locker with his clothes and stuff in there, and he used to work on pastures and stuff with us, but after that day, I was like, dude, you know, you can show me this stuff, but don't like grab my arms, because I don't know if you've been grabbing your junk or whatever, but
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he had his own locker, man. It was crazy. Okay, uh, somebody brought this up. Somebody texted me this point about the, oh, the the Wade Phillips thing with the Garrett. That yeah, the yeah, yeah, defense yeah. was giving up 24 points per game in the five games before that point. So was the defense on a
2: downhill slide at that point too? Every everything was. Everybody was affected. Everybody was affected. You saw we had something good, right? Mm-hmm. You brought in a T.O. Okay. Was that T.O.? Yeah, uh, To well, yeah, came in at the end of Parcells. At the end of yeah, Parcells, yeah, he was he right. was, he was and then right. He carried oh, seven, right? Yeah. Wait, yeah? No, six, yeah, So he he the one got got Romo paid that year, right? Uh-huh. He he had a great year. Yeah, but you can see like the whole dynamic of what we had created that first year. We had something going. We knew.
3: y'all were thirteen and three. I think that was oh8
2: no, Yeah, something 07. like that. So maybe, you knew
0: oh yeah. seven. Like
2: you knew, like yeah. I thought we were like, hey, with well, Cowboys are yeah, back, they're the best team in football. And we was going into the season like we about to be so fresh, like we. When we when we got done with that 13-3 season, I know we lost, but that was we, the Giants lost in the yeah. playoffs. So we was
0: we we, we
2: we could have played to the to the Super Bowl at a, at a high level. Yeah. And then you go back and you change the whole dynamic of the of the team because the media said it was a camp cupcake. Right. So be it. So it affected everybody. It affected everybody. Now you got to it, go it's just like changing
3: coaching staff. Like. Was it, so was it like, did you guys feel like Wade was being undercut and he... Absolutely, absolutely.
2: How like, did Wade handle that? Wade, he's not going to say nothing, but you knew Wade. Wade, he's a professional. Every, and that's why, that's why you see everywhere he go, he's successful. Mm-hmm. Because the good Lord saw what he went through and he he's going to show Garrett and him, you know what you did to him? I'm going to show you. He going to mm-hmm. go to, he's going to go to the Broncos and win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, go to St. Louis and almost win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What have y'all done? Mm-hmm. It's something about this man. If you're going to mm-hmm. sabotage him, Why did you do it? who that fall on? Right. And so, uh, are you a Marinelli guy? Absolutely. That's my guy. That's your guy? Absolutely. He's just like me. Like, he's going to tell you, he come up here, he's going to tell you the truth. His truth, at least. What was your nickname? He likes nicknaming guys. Big Daddy. (laughs) Big Daddy? Yeah, he, he, (laughs) like, I really, like, I don't know. He had me, like, so, like, bought in. I had to go uh, Google this dude called Big Daddy. He used to uh, wear, (laughs) like, mink coats and stay out all night and chase chase women. I didn't chase the women, but I, I, you know. I, I kind of like, you know, watch some film on him, try to be like him. Oh, I right. didn't chase women, man. Oh,
1: right? Man. <laughs> no,
3: I know. I'm just wondering. But yeah. yeah so more, It's but, more about the fur coat. Yeah, the fur yeah, coat yeah. and the
2: limos and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and just hanging out, you know, and, and drinking booze and stuff like that. So I really like uh, bought into that character and uh, try to be the best big daddy I could. And mm-hmm. it worked out. <laughs> Do you have any NFL regrets? Not at all. Not at all. That's a beautiful thing. I really, I, I really got everything I wanted out of the NFL. My main thing I wanted I wanted the money because mm-hmm. I had paper. a lot of kids and I and they had to eat and they eat a lot <laughs> <laughs> they eat a whole lot so I knew that's why I wanted the money and then I wanted to of course I wanted to make a Pro Bowl I wanted to you know lead my position in sacks and I did it one year and uh, after that and I won the Super Bowl but two out of three you know God been good to me man so I really can't complain that's why I lead the game. Like, people have to tell me that I played. I'm so, I, I'm so disconnected from the game. Like, you Jason has from the Cowboys. I was like, oh, shoot, I did play for the Cowboys. You know? I'm like a regular dude. I feel like a regular dude. I'm so disconnected from the game. I'm not the type of person, like, to, uh, yeah, I yeah. tell people this all the time. Like, with the NFL, is the way I approached it. If you had a pretty girl in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like, within three to 10 years, she's going to leave you. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take around to your homeboys. You're going to show off. You're going to get everything you want out of her. Because, you know, she she's leaving you, right? That's, a, that's how I approached the game, you know? I looked at the game like, one day it's going to leave me. I'm going to get whatever I can out of it. And then when it leave me, I'm good. Yeah. That's the way I approached it. You're just and like a regular guy now. Absolutely, but you're six five, 260, shredded, and, and uh, and sexy. <laughs> don't, don't forget that. Don't forget them. Uh, them words, right All there. All
1: right. So, in terms of what the Cowboys could do to be successful, if Jerry came to you and said, "Hey, man, I heard you talking on Bennett's skin," Jerry listens. Okay. And he hey, said, man. "Hey, I heard you talking. I like what you're saying. Would you mind being a consultant? Just tell me how we can make sure the Cowboys
2: can be better off in the future." What advice would you give Jerry? I would say hold everybody accountable. Like if it's on you, it's on you like don't hide. And I would say like kind of just let like stop focusing on the cowboy brand and focus on winning and get back to winning football because you got too much going on. Like go and run your business, Jerry, hire you a good GM and go whatever you want to do, your yacht, whatever you want to do, but don't let what's going on around, you know, uh, cover up, winning. Because guys, they got, they done put a good football team together, man. They really got a lot of potential on that football team. But the BS business side of it is, it's always the number one killer. If you could just step away and hold everybody accountable, let Dak run the team. Just step away. Let, Jack, let, let Dak be the GM and see how 40 get you. I feel like Steven does a good job, though. Steven does, but you got Jerry. Is the, like, What are you going to say to Jerry? Hey dad, what's up? If he say I don't want it this way, what do you think you're gonna do? Right. He now I, I got a, a lot of respect for for him. I, I feel like really Steven do. does Man, and good him, job. me and him, like we we yeah. good. He does a great job. But I'm just saying, like, as far as like what Jerry brings to the table, like it's a lot going on, man. I mm-hmm. swear it's like mm-hmm. the it's America team. Like I'm tired, I'm not calling it America's team. That, what? I, y'all no, gotta, it no. is America's no, team? No, like, why what, not? If anybody, if anybody, America's team is the Patriots. Like, wh- uh, what have? I you, can't what, hear that, man. What have you won? Like, all you're doing is riding on because the brand is going. The, the brand every year is going to keep the Cowboy fans around because the brand is so big. They sell hope. But what have you done for me lately? Have you won a Super Bowl? When the last time you went to you went to the playoffs? At what? A couple years ago.
3: They went to the playoffs this year. But they, what have you done? Have you, year, have you
2: have man. you put a ring in the case? Yet? No. Like no. how long have we been screaming this since the night? It's tonight? been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been over twenty years. So they just a team to me. I put the marigold on them when you win the Super Bowl. That's just who I am. Yeah, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the Cowboys to death. I'm I root for them every Sunday. I swear mm. I do. I be throwing crap at the TV. I be. Uh, it sounds I'm like you're rooting like for right the lady. Patriots. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, you, I'm just telling you the truth. But <laughs> the Patriots. Okay, right now, if you right now, let me tell you yeah. this. Right, Talk if you them. say Cowboys. Patriots. Who gonna win the, who got the best chance of winning a Super Bowl this year? Who would you say? Cowboy. Let me get through the drafting
3: free Yeah, no, not, oh, Let me call no, you back. No, all no.
1: right, we're out of time. We just you just went into a tunnel. Jason, thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, it's it's time, nice man. And gentlemen, Jason that. Hatcher. Love y'all boys, man. Appreciate it. We love you too, man. Jason Hatcher back with us. That was fantastic. I, I know everyone's gonna be looking, looking for a sports show day. now. Absolutely. You gotta get that podcast going I'm
2: out here, man. Whoever wanna work with me do a podcast, man. But I'm a cussing <laughs> stuff and drink booze and stuff like that. <laughs> Even better. Hey David hit me up, man. Uh drug free and all that, man. Hit me up, bro. I love you, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey that was the end of that interview there. Show appreciate everybody for tuning in hey quick thoughts if it's true uh, you guys were saying that uh, Le'Veon has signed with the Jets let me know if that's true or if you guys are trying to troll an old man like me staying up all night talking about the Cowboys that's what we do every day all day even twice on Sunday uh, my thoughts on Earl Thomas possibly going to the uh Cleveland Browns. It's cold up there. And he'd already moved his family. They done purchased a or, or looked at some property and a house down there in Austin. Man, he better suck that little two to three million dollar pride and, and play and put that silver and blue on and, and stop being a uh uh wannabe the the, the, the guy with the uh, the highest-paid safety talk and move that all out the way, he better just hush his mouth and go sign up with these Cowboys and let's go get this ring. That's what he better do. Now, as far as the uh, the only other team that I can think that he probably can have a shot of going to is probably the Saints and maybe the Denver Broncos. The 49ers have already said uh, the day out of it. All right, so uh, DJ Mill, he says four years, $52 million uh for uh levion how much of that money is guaranteed because he turned down a 70 million 30 million uh guaranteed deal 70 million uh contract 30 million guaranteed from the uh for, uh from the Steelers. so if he he picked up a four-year 52 million how much of that money is guaranteed if you know um <clears throat> if he go to if, if uh Earl Thomas go to New England Patriots. I'm just going to be sick. Uh, Miss Scott and Pro appreciate you. Uh, she said what is confirmed. Is he going up there, up north to Ohio? Because it's crazy up there. It's cold up there. And they just don't win. They got all these twos added together on their team. They better win. Hell, with that type of team, they got to go at least to the... AFC uh, championship or whatever, uh, wherever the conference they in. I don't even know what conference they in, but they better do something over there at the uh, Browns land because they got, they loaded. They loaded on defense, they loaded on offense. Oh, 33 million guaranteed. So he set out a whole year for for 3 million funky dollars? Okay, five, possible 35 million guaranteed with 61 incentives. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see, though. We'll see, man. Uh, he going to the Jets. OK. And as uh, far as this uh, storyline with Jason Hatchet, look, everybody take everything with a grain of salt. But at the same time, let's think objectively. Uh, the guy was inside the locker room. We never was inside the locker room during that time unless you guys are are, uh, are uh, hiding in the, in the chat box. And y'all are former players for the Dallas Cowboys, which it could be crazy. But none of us is in the locker room. But we can see these things right here with Jason Garrett. Trust me, I'm always going to say this with Jason Garrett. I think that he's one hell of a motivator. He's a guy that's going to always be prepared. You can't catch him off guard. You can try to throw something at him. And he's going to give you the real deal talk track of a conversation before you end up thinking about what you talk to him about you forgot because he's gonna throw you off he's just that smart my thing is there's d- d- my granddaddy and some old folks used to always say this not everybody's lying <laughs> somewhere in between the con- contracts and the thoughts of our mind and the contracts of my mind uh, there is the truth <laughs> somebody's telling the truth. And whether it's uh, Patrick Creighton, Terrell Owens, DeMarcus Ware, DeMarco Murray. It goes on and on and on. Uh, somebody's telling the truth. So at some point, we can't point the finger enough. Somebody going to have to fall on the sword. Now, I would like to correct Jason Hatchett on this right here. When he started start talking about leadership and accountability, one thing that i can say that was that is what chris richard was preaching when he came into the, uh, the to the uh, locker room last year each one teach one <laughs> accountability everybody thought the legion of boom was the legion of boom but he said no it's the love of brothers so he and he started to implement his philosophy inside that locker room so now that we saw uh when now that we saw somebody when they get burnt on a plate You saw them looking at each other saying, hey, you got to step that up. That was your responsibility because responsibility equals now dependability. Now somebody can depend on you when you fall short. So that's what Chris Richard started implementing when he came aboard. Now, I can't speak on things that was before his time frame of what was going on because this is what he said that needed to be done accountability each one teach one now the philosophy of everything if we go out there and snatch the Earl Thomas's of the world and make him understand that okay if you already said to the Seattle Seahawks that after every game you go run to the locker room to go watch the Cowboys play and you have your love and adulation toward that team look now <laughs> your love and your money is close to where your mouth is at because if you really want to play for this team, then you will just say, "Okay, where the paper at? Where the ink and paper at?" So I can go ahead and sign this deal. Let me go ahead and prove myself. Sign a deal for eight to ten million. Close. To, matter of fact, I think the Cowboys will fold in just a little bit and and have you to sign a deal for eleven million and have the rest that you want through incentives. Meaning that if you play sixteen games, you will get an additional 30, 30, or three million or four million hey, we, we, we would deal with that. I think that we will settle for something like that. If not, then to me, I'm at this point, whereas I'm going to look at to this draft and all those safeties that went before us and all those safeties that other teams went out there and grabbed, it's all pleasure for, for us because now we know for sure, we know for sure that there should be more safeties left on the board because those teams that spent all that money Picking up these veteran safeties out there. There should be more safeties for us to grab. And also, let's speak about this too. Guys, far as D-law situation, we know that that shoulder is something serious when it, when you have an injured shoulder. You can't continue to play on that. We already know that it takes three to four months for that shoulder to go through rehab. And the last thing that we want to have on our mind is we, we waited out waited out waited out waited out waited out and then all of a sudden he said okay cowboys cave in they say okay we'll give you this fat contract we'll give you 90 million. they do the shoulder surgery then all of a sudden the shoulder can't stay on your shoulder you see what I'm saying <laughs> the shoulder can't stay on your body it's falling off everywhere and now it's more a problem and we we stuck with 90 million guarantee so at some point we have to find a mutual agreement if not that I'm looking at what the uh Who's that? D four? Did anybody say that, uh, Did D four get traded or that was just a myth or was that just a rumor? I know I got the the Googles right at my fingertip, but I don't feel like open all that stuff up. I know you guys know. Did D four get traded? Because I heard before I got jumped on here that they was talking about it. Uh, and how much money did they give up or how much money did they trade him for? He traded to the 49ers. Okay. D four got traded. How many picks did the 49ers get out of that deal? He's not signing the tag. It's from Joey S. I think the Cowboys have a right to rescind that tag, too. Uh, so, two uh, sack of rounder. That's all they got from their D4 trade. Fortinana uh, gave him $84 million. Oh, my goodness, man. That's a lot of money. <laughs> salary cap, man. <laughs> it's only $188 million in salary cap that every team got to manage, right? So some of these trades, man, and some of these uh, pickup and signing signing deals is is just ridiculous. And, and I think that, and from my own personal opinion, it may not be everybody's opinion, but I think that all these owners are billionaires. I think that everybody, can, every tub must stand on their own bottom. You know, I don't I don't depend and lean on nobody to help pay my bills at my house. I go out and work. I feel that all these owners should just say, hey. <laughs> Let's just remove this salary cap situation because now you only have $188 million. These billionaires, just think about that. Let that sink in. That's not even a fraction of what these, uh, these guys make in revenue. They, make, they made over $14 billion last year in the National Football League, and they only got every team is, only held, is held to $188 million. And half of the stadiums, they don't even – look, this is the lottery of life. Becoming a billionaire and then buying an NFL team, whereas you don't have no responsibility as it relates to stadium and as it relates to playing players because everything is revenue shared. That would be the deal. That would be the icon. That would be like the the go-to business model. Can you imagine if Chick-fil-A and and, uh, Burger King and Zaxby said, you know what, we're going to have the franchise tag, and plus we're going to have what we call quote-unquote salary cap and the person would be saying like man i bust my chops off flipping these burgers over here in burger king but i'm only getting paid 15 because that's just the salary cap and i can't go over here to chick-fil-a because although they like to pay their guys 20 dollars an hour i can only get 15 because the cap the burger king is out of the cap and then all of the revenue that's made then they split that money burger king working his tail off (laughs) <laughs> no no chick-fil-a is working his tail off grinding got a1 customer services but they not a, they, they can't elevate their particular franchise because the wendy's over there is just it's just taking half of the money as well because they don't they don't have the same type of customer services as as, as the uh chick-fil-a <laughs> can you imagine if fast food restaurants had the NFL philosophy or if uh, automobile companies or car lots had the same philosophy man there would be nobody riding around here in no Jags there would be nobody riding around here in Ferraris right everybody be, be, be riding around here in just a common car basically But you know, that's just how it looks like to me, man. Uh, I could be a thousand degrees wrong on that, but charge it to my head, not my heart. But that's just the reality of it. When you really look at the salary cap and when you really just break that salary cap down, you just can say to yourself, we are like the Chick-fil-A franchise. And these other franchises, like the Wendy's and, and, the, and the small Sonic franchise, that 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 people are not all the way tuned in. Look, Cowboy Nation, we go to every game. We buy memorabilia. We buy tickets. We outst- we, we 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 flood in the, the the floodgates to get to these games. And a third of our revenue is going to the Browns. (laughs) And now we look on turn on the news. We're looking at the Browns making all these trade acquisitions and all these pickups. And they and you looking down the window saying, That's my money. That money belongs to me, but it's going to the Browns. So that the NFL can have parity in the league. But we still every Sunday well, every time the Super Bowl every year, uh, from the AFC, we continue to see the same teams in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> the Patriots, the Patriots. Then it'll be an off year, then the Patriots, then it's off year, it's the Patriots. I'm not trying to throw any salt at the Patriots, but that this that, that throws that myth out whereas you say, Well, if you don't have the salary cap, then there'll be only one team. There'll there'll be multiple teams going to the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> Son go hard though, laugh out loud. Yes. The Bills go hard though. <laughs> the the coats go hard though. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the person the team with the bag is the Chick fil A's of the worlds, right? Well, not us, but you know, you know how they go. I'm trying to get that analogy of Savage Time. But uh <laughs> Salary Cap, let me see what Cabello says. Uh Cap space is so that teams don't have super teams like the Warriors, the Yankees, et cetera. Well, the NBA have some type of some form of salary cap. And then one can argue the fact that baseball had a philosophy, where is, Hey, each one, everybody lay, every tub, stands, sits on his own bottom, right? Stands on his own bottom. And we don't see the same team winning every year in baseball. So that myth has been this, has been blown up, you know, uh, far as the, uh, the Warriors, you talk about super team. The thing is, basketball is so different from football for example we can suspend a guy for like two games or three games or four games in the nfl that's like a lifetime compared to what the nba players they suspend a guy for two weeks or what have you they can still come back into the mix and still make the playoff, and it won't be no damage to their said team. So, it's different, man. The Giants are Arby's. <laughs> Two for 99 cents. Yes, indeed, man. Oh, my goodness, the Giants. I'm proud of the Giants. Thank y'all for trading away old Della Beckham. I don't have to worry about the, the NFL showing that reclip of the uh, crazy catch that was against Brandon Carr, who's no longer on our particular team. And also... Uh the, the Giants re-showing that clip of Odell catching that ball, who he pushed Brandon Carr out of the way. I don't have to see that replay over and over and over again. And I have to explain to the Giants fans that, hey, you guys lost that game. And then every year they said, nah, we won. And I had to go back and tell them, like, nah, look up the game. It happened on this date. Rewind to fast forward to the end, and you'll see that we won. And then you get a whole bunch of Giants fans who still think that they won that game. (laughs) That was the game-winning catch or something. I'm like, nah, that's not it. But it's crazy, man. People believe and people think what they want to think. Yes, but Cowboy Nation, let's go. Peppers gonna get burned. This is from the U. I believe you, man. I really do. Uh, Redskins and Boston Market. is a Boston market. Yeah, 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 yeah. Car gotta see him again in AFC North. Yeah, and they're gonna replay that over and over again. Oh man, we can't escape that. Someone should make a Law Nation league. DJ Mel, yes. I agree, man. Yeah. Make a Law Nation league. Yeah, that would be nice, man. Karen, appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the nation really do really appreciate each and every last one of you all Uh, let me know how you guys feel about uh, Jason Hatchett's interview how he felt and he talked about Tony Romo Uh, to me personally Jason Hatchett had this notion or had this thought before 2014 people fail to realize Romo earned most of his respect Going into 2013, you know, that year, that game that he had against the Denver Broncos occurred in 2013. One can argue a lot of people were still mad at Tony Romo at the end of 2012. It was a win-or-go-home go, go home game uh, against the Deadskins. That's what I want to say. And uh, that interception that uh, he passed, he was trying to throw that ball to DeMarco Murray, and it was picked off. And the other interception he threw towards the ladder part of the game towards the sideline miles austin they was off they wasn't they were not on the same page it was like a three interception game that was in 2012 but 2013 he picked it back up but i could be off on those two years 2012 2013 they kind of merged together in my mind but it is what it is at this point cowboy nation all day every day even twice on sunday don't forget to hit that like button share this content go follow my cowboys family help them grow their channel. They are so underrated, man. They got good information there. Check them out. And shout out to my guy over here. I saw your name up here. I saw your name. Cowboys blog, Joe Rod in the house. And shout out to the King. I saw him join in earlier, too. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the bass. Salute. I'm out. yeah them dead skins (laughs) can't stand them let's go cowboy nation let's get this thing going it's late night but you guys are up let's go